Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. This is the most miserable misery Monday that I can remember, Garrett. Ravens suffer a 20-19 to loss to the Los Angeles Rams in a game that they led almost the entire way uh, and led for 58 minutes of this game. Yep. And then, no, wait, 59 minutes, sorry, excuse me. Uh, and then lose another one-point games, their third one-point loss during a five-game losing streak. Brutal. And the Ravens' playoff chances are pretty much non-existent. Very small. T- They're hanging by a by thread. A thread. Thre- you know, a thread of a thread. <laughs> 3% chance, according to Steve Kornacki. Uh, so, yeah, not a good. I'll tell you, this past month has sucked. This has been a this has been a bad month. I mean, a the Ravens haven't won a game since November twenty eighth. COVID is back. This month sucked. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. I mean, every this to me it was uh, this is the most miserable Monday. It's the most deflating loss of the season. I mean, every other loss this year, I kind of felt like even during this stretch, this four game now five game losing stretch. Every single one, you kind of were like, ah, you know, bummer, but they're still in good position. Or up until this game, all right, well, still, you win these last two, you're probably going to be in the playoffs. Like, there was always that kind of feeling, especially because the Ravens well, had built that 8-3 eight, eight and three lead. Right, uh, you have a five-game lead. But but there's no way, that, I mean, nobody went into these last two games being like, yeah, yeah, well, we'll win these last two games. I mean, nobody felt like that going into the Rams game. But that made it even more frustrating it was like, it didn't seem like they were going to win this game going into it, right? I mean, here's the Rams. Like, sure, I gave the Ravens a chance, obviously, at home. But yeah. then to dominate, not dominate, yeah. but control. to win, to control, to control the, game. the game for as long as they did and then let it slip through their fingers is just even more, so much more painful. Yeah. I honestly felt fairly fairly decent about this game. Um, I just felt like the, I just thought the Ravens would, would have a really good game and, Felt like the Rams have some issues that they're dealing with offensively. Um, and it kind of played out the way that I thought was sort of best-case scenario, which is, you know, when we talked about it earlier in the week, it was like if the Ravens can get some turnovers, which the Rams have been prone to, especially of late, mm-hmm. then they could turn that into points. Um, yep. And that could allow them to get the win. And they everything kind of worked in the Ravens' favor for most of the game in that regard. Like, they got the pick six. They got multiple turnovers. They had some long Three drives. Three turnovers. They had long drives where they were kind of keeping the Rams over there on the sidelines and moving the ball down the field. But at the end of the day, they were trading touchdowns for field goals, and they couldn't put the game away when they had the opportunity on that drive, their second-to-last drive uh, in the fourth quarter where they had to settle for the field goal. And that's basically where the game was decided. Well, two two points where this game was decided. Right then, the Ravens, if they score, they have second and goal from the two-yard line. Two shots of the end zone from the two-yard line. They score a touchdown there. It's done, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, then, like you said, have to settle for the field goal. Then on the ensuing drive by the Rams, you have a fourth and five deep in Ravens territory. You need one play. I'm up. I sat out in a, outside a suite. Because I was a little nervous sitting next to you in a press box, Mister <laughs> Mister Covid. I don't kidding. have Covid. I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but 
I was out there stomping. Bang. It was kind of nice not being in the press box. I'm going to say I could. I was getting into it, my friend. <laughs> I was banging on everything I could. I was like, one more stop. I was giving it to Ray Lewis. One more. One more. One more stop. <laughs> then, mm, gosh, that Odell Beckham Jr. catch. Fourth and five right at the sticks to hang on to that with Tavon Young right on his back. Oh, gosh. So two chances to close out the game. The Ravens don't get either one of them. And it's just, I mean, gosh, that's been the story of the five-game losing streak, right? I mean, you, they had both two-point conversions Yeah, you know, at Pittsburgh versus Green Bay. You get either one of those. Either one of those, the Ravens are in the playoffs, most likely. Right, you get either one of these ones yesterday. The Ravens are in the playoffs. Like one of those things, you would just think in so many situations where it goes down to the wire that the Ravens would get one of them, and they got zilch, yeah, none. And it's just, it's just so, so frustrating uh, to constantly have it go against you. Now, you know, whatever fans of other teams will say, well, you got lucky in the beginning of the season. <laughs> Well, you know what? Detroit wasn't lucky. When you have the world's best kicker, that ain't, that ain't luck. Yeah, right? well, I mean, it wasn't lucky. It was, you You had, what I do think is true to that, that notion, like, a lot of times close games, like, like right. a team that wins a lot of close games, then right. that often kind of evens out, either from year to year or over yes. the course of a season. You're not going to win every close game. Right. But we, you also don't expect to lose three straight one-point games. You don't. Like, you don't. I mean, now it's gone too far in the other direction. I know. It probably, I mean, it honestly probably evened out. Like, the Detroit game was not really a game that the Ravens should have won. I mean, uh, Detroit fans are still probably talking about that delay game that could have been called that wasn't called. Very and true. That, and the fourth and 19 that got them in position to kick that field goal. So there was just a lot that happened that game. And then even like, you know, the Colts Monday night football game where you're down, you get all those two point conversions, um, right? Blocked field goal. There's a lot that like has happened in a number of games early in the season. And so I do think there was a kind of an evening out that took place. Yeah. I just want to go back to the, the offensive drive second and goal from the two. So you have first and goal from the five, you get three yards on first down on a run from Murray second and goal from the two. Then they try Murray again, and he gets stuffed minus two. Then delay of game. Then a that sack. That was brutal. It was you're you're at the two yard line, and you lose like fifteen yards. Like that never happens. And like, sure, you could critique the play calling. Like, I you know I I would have been interested to see a Huntley run there. I think that could have been an option. But you beat you 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 just went backwards. And maybe they would have run Huntley on on that delay game. I know Huntley made the point afterwards that he felt like the ref, they got short change there. I looked, I went back and looked at that. I mean, the clock is clearly zero and he's calling for the ball. And so I don't see any fault. I'm calling that penalty unless the game clock, the play clock on the field were a different number, which I highly, highly doubt. I mean, looking at the broadcast, mm-hmm. it was pretty clear that it was a delay game penalty. Right. So it just like, that to me is like, how does that happen in that situation? How, how you can't let, that can't, that can't happen in that situation. It just, it just can't happen. And I don't know what the mechanics are of getting the play down to the player. I mean, Huntley obviously is making what his third career start. Tristan Cologne was in at center uh, because right. Bradley Bozeman missed the game because he was sick. So that's a challenge. A, you know, you have another, basic, another like freakish thing like, that happens to the Ravens, whether it be injuries or COVID. Yep. Yep. You have Bozeman who's active but was not on the field because he got sick in the, in the time between 
90 minutes before the game when they turn in inactives and the game starts. Basically, it was determined right. he couldn't play. <clears throat> and so you have Tristan Colon and, and Tyler Huntley out there. I mean, those guys have taken snaps together on the practice, you know, as, as the second team offense this year. Right. Um, but for the two of them in that situation, that's a tough spot. It's just so it's it's just so frustrating. I don't know again. I don't know exactly what went wrong in that delay game situation, but it's something that can't happen in that moment. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the Ravens' offense really the story of this losing streak has been an inability to finish. That's been the story of the season. Yeah, I mean, like we said, you get out to eight and three record, and you're not able to finish, not able to get two more wins, you know, and uh, and then not being able to finish around the goal line has been their, their undoing. I mean, yeah. I don't want the Ravens to be on the two-yard line again for a long time. I'll take the <laughs> one, I'll take the three. I'd rather have the three at this point than being on the two-yard line. Mm-hmm. It's the line, yard line of death yeah. for the Ravens. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just unbelievable, the inability to, to, to finish around there. It's been, I'll tell you, Garrett, it's been the most amazing and most annoying season that I can ever remember in Ravens history. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty good way to look at it. I, I also think that, like, it's not often, I would say, that, you know, when we all do the schedule game back in April and May when the schedule comes out, and you can kind of go through it and you say, well, this is going to be a tough stretch here, and you got to win through these three, or you got to build up a nice little lead here. A lot of that goes out the window because you just don't know how the season's going to play out. This year kind of right. played out exactly like we all said it was going to, <laughs> yeah. which is the front half of the schedule is kind of soft. You have a soft early part of the schedule. And then mm-hmm. the final stretch, the final seven, eight games, that is a really difficult stretch, loaded with AFC North games, loaded with games against really talented teams like the Packers and the Rams, where you, you need to build up a nice lead. And the Ravens did that. They, they jumped out to an eight and, eight and three start to the season. And so then you basically are looking at it and you say, probably you just got to win two games here. You got to win two of these last six games, and then you're in the playoffs. And, and I thought they would get that done. I thought they yeah. would get that done. I mean, if you were going to ask me back when this time, back when this team was eight and three, is this team going to the playoffs? Everyone, I think, would have raised their hand and said yes. I mean, they were the best. They were top of the, the AFC. AFC. Best. They were number one in the right. AFC. And so they lose multiple games by one point, and now they're probably on the outside looking in of the playoffs, which is just kind of a a ridiculous turn of events here. Um, well, and this, there's just the it's there's so many what ifs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Let's not also forget that over this five game losing streak, the Ravens have suffered like the second avalanche of injuries of the year, right? I mean, you lose your starting quarterback, <laughs> you know, a, a MVP quarterback. Who thought you were going to be in these games without Lamar Jackson? Yeah, nobody going into the season, right? So like, let's let's not forget. It's not like the Ravens just lost these games and they were full strength and you're like, gosh, how the heck did that happen? I know how they lost the games because they didn't have any players. Mm -hmm. You know, Lamar Jackson's on the sideline. Your secondary is banged up beyond belief. I mean, the top three corners were all out of yesterday's game going against a record-setting wide receiver and a pretty darn good quarterback, you know. And, uh, you know, the Bengals game, obviously, you saw what happened there with the secondary beyond that more injuries than just that so i mean it, that's that just adds another layer right it was like well sure when you look back on the season they were so beat up that like they just ran out of gas they were just they didn't have any gas left in the tank down the final stretch here but 
they had enough gas to give yeah. the Green Bay Packers and LA Rams, two of the best teams in the NFL, Super Bowl contenders. Like we're gonna like watch the NFC Championship game between the Rams and Green Bay and be like, well, we lost to both those teams by one point. Could have definitely beat them. Controlled the game against the Rams. And by the way, with our backups <laughs> on the field, right. like. You got Tristan Cologne snapping the Tyler Huntley, and you almost beat the Rams, who might be in the NFC Championship game. It's just so, yeah, like, so annoying. Like I said, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, like it's foolish to say that the injuries. It would be foolish not to acknowledge that the injuries have played a significant part in the season. They absolutely have, for sure. But like, I at the same time, like when did they run out of gas? They ran out of gas when they got to the two yard line. Second and goal. They they ran out of gas on the fourth down play. Like they were in that situation. Yes. It's, it's, yes. That's when the gas the, ran the, out. That's when they light hit E. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you're at the two and you had Bradley Bozeman snap into Lamar Jackson, maybe it's you don't have a delay of game penalty. You know, I mean John Harbaugh said after the game, like, that's a kind of a communication thing between center and quarterback. They're both pretty darn inexperienced guys. I mean, you know, I guess, maybe that plays also, out differently. They, uh, yeah, but maybe. sure, yes, that play shouldn't still shouldn't happen, even with those guys. I agree with you. Yeah, they also got down to that point. Like, I get it. Like, do you want Lamar Jackson on the field in that situation, and Bradley Bozeman? Of course. Do you want Ronnie Stanley on the field? Of course. J.K. Dobbins might have punched him for the yeah, two. Yeah, like, of course you you can go through that whole list. Well, that's, rather... there's a million what ifs. That's what's so annoying. But like, there's a million what ifs. I, like, and so I I fully acknowledge that the injuries have played a massive part in the team struggling down the stretch. I, I'm just saying, like, they were there. They they were in position to win this game on both yes. offense and defense. Yes. And to just say, like, well, you know, the injuries, then they, they reared their ugly head at that point. I don't know. It was Tavon Young against Odell Beckham Jr. Tavon's one of the top corners on this team. Like Top four. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he's the, he's, the, he's the best slot corner on this team. Um, Correct. Jimmy well, Smith. I, I'm not yeah. faulting Tavon. Tavon had pretty good coverage on that. Yeah, he, I mean, Odell yeah. made a good catch. Made a good play. <clears throat> but I see. I know what you're saying. Like that was like that was a matchup that would have happened regardless of injuries potentially. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. I got. Well, Marlon might have been on that actually on in the slot. But anyway, I I understand your point, and that's and I agree with it. That's what makes it so much more painful. Is like even though you had these injuries, like your backups played well enough to put you in position to win, but then didn't win. Yeah. And 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 it just leaves you with a million what ifs, you know. I mean, what if the Ravens won in Week One in Vegas after, you know, an interception doinks off Deshaun Elliott's helmet and Avert gets it in the end zone, mm-hmm. you know, and you you have a chance to go down and kick a game-winning field goal in a game that you controlled for the majority of the game. What if the Ravens didn't have their worst game in franchise history potentially in Miami and just get totally blown over by a bunch of blitzes? You know, that was a game they should have won. Absolutely, you should have beaten the Dolphins in that situation. So, like. Just a, a million what yeah. ifs in in, but I go back to the start of this is when the Ravens had when J.K. Dobbins went down in the preseason game in Washington, and then whatever it was days later, Marcus Peters and Gus Edwards both go down. I I, I will admit I definitely felt like this season is cursed. The Ravens probably aren't going to go to the playoffs. It's going to be a dogfight the whole way, and and it's going to be really tough to expect them to go to the playoffs. It's kind of how it played out. Right. Like they they did better than I was expecting at the beginning of this season, given all the injuries, you know, and then Ronnie Stanley plays one game, you know, given all the injuries like they did better than I thought they would do. But that also makes this thing hurt more because he didn't get the job done. Yeah. And and now I know there's you know what? You know, I I hear these fans that are like, whatever, it doesn't matter because we weren't going to make any noise in the playoffs. The Ravens would just get eliminated in the playoffs and and Mm -hmm. whatever. 
like what? Come on. Like it's always just more fun to make the playoffs. Yeah. Like you, you you'd rather just not make the like you don't care. Like it's way more fun to make the playoffs and then maybe some other magic happens. Who the heck knows? Like sure, I would agree. I probably if the Ravens got in as the 7th seed, I probably wouldn't be like Super Bowl team of destiny. Yeah. You know, that's not how I would be feeling, but like you never know when you can steal a game or two and and it's just exciting. Like why would you not why would you just take that attitude? I, I just don't understand that. For sure. I, I'm with you 100% on that. Like, I mean, the Ravens, as you said earlier, just took two of the top teams in the in the NFC to the absolute brink. You, you can't right. come any closer to beating the Rams and the Packers than the Ravens just did. And, those, and who knows when Lamar comes back? Exactly. And, like, one of those teams could absolutely end up being in the Super Bowl. Um, the Ravens have already beat the Chiefs and the Colts. So, and those are two of the top teams in the AFC. So, well, we're more injured than we were. We, okay, than, yeah, sure. Than, than but, we were then, but yeah. But like, and it, as we've said a million times, you never know on the COVID situation right now how that affects things in the playoffs. Yep. Like, yep. I, I do think that it would be foolish to just assume that like, well, it didn't matter because they weren't going anywhere anyway. You, I agree. Get in, and then you see what happens. Um, and, and it's just that, way more fun to get in. Like you get to watch more games. Isn't that, I mean, I love the draft and everything. I love the off season, but the games are what it's about, right? I mean, I want to watch the Ravens play football. Yeah. And so extra games is like, is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday is right around the corner. Draft your lineups now to feel the sweat with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the Baltimore Ravens. Life is more fun when you have skin in the game. Download the DraftKings app to check out all the action and daily contests. New users enter code FLOG when signing up to get a special offer. That's code FLOG and get a special sign-up bonus. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So, you know, one thing I want to say about this game, too, I, I think it's, it's, it's tough for the defense. The defense, really, for 58 minutes, played a great game. Really did. Yep. I mean, they had three turnovers. They, get, they had the pick six. And they basically did just about everything right. And so it's tough to, to lose the game on a two-minute situation where the Rams just marched. And it's like, that, that's what's like so frustrating at times is the defense, the defense held its own. And, and they played a lot better than I think a lot of people expected against that Rams offense. But then yep. in that, in that win-the-game situation, the Rams made it look easy marching down the field. And it's just like, you know, I, I think that, that going back over the last month, like that's to me why Harbaugh has made decisions to go for it for two in these situations. It's tough for a defense, especially a banged-up defense, in a when the team is going to be going for it on every fourth down in a two-minute pass-heavy mm-hmm. situation. It's tough to stop them. It's just it's very difficult to stop them. And so against the Packers, against the Steelers, Harbaugh basically was like, you know what, you have a chance to win the game right now. Let's just go for it. Um, and so I think that all of those, to me, do kind of play together. Um, and it just, again, I'm not ragging on the defense too much here because they, they played a great game. They, they, they right. got, they spotted three turnovers, seven like, points. So right. Like, three turnovers. You're in posi- good enough position to win, but it's still like, it, it's, it's demoralizing to see an end of game situation where the opposing offense just marches down the field. I, I also, you know who else I, I feel it's somewhat bad for you know Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith played every snap yes. for the defense, and he's basically been on the shelf for most of this year. He's dealt with injuries. He was, you know, kind of buried on the depth chart because of the other corners. Then he had COVID, 
But then he came back and he played every snap yesterday, and he played his best game of the season. Gets the big stop on third down where you're like a goal line kind of situation where Jimmy Smith all of a sudden pops up after not doing much all season. You're like, okay. That was awesome. I've heard that this was before. Awesome. I've seen this story before. Yeah. And, you know, this is probably it for him. This is probably his last two games, and, and he was he was putting it all out there. And, um, you know, that was – I feel I feel bad for him because he, he, he played a great game. That, that would have been a pretty epic, like, maybe final chapter to his career. Yeah. You know, wins the Super Bowl on the goal line stand – then helps you know get the rate push the Ravens into the playoffs in, yep. in relief duty by making that play on the goal line. Like, oh, I was psyched up after that play. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, that 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 is definitely frustrating. I mean, for a lot of guys, for Snoop too. You know, I mean, Snoop played mm-hmm. pretty darn well. You know, the the interception at the end of the first half was definitely a turning point in the game. That was a a tough sequence. The Ravens had a chance to maybe go up seventeen. They were up ten at the time, uh, and and he and Marquise Brown just weren't on the same page. I saw that whole play. Marquise had like one-on-one coverage, plenty of room and space to break that route off to the sideline and get a 30 yard catch deep down the field, put him in field goal range immediately. I think that's what Snoop saw too was, Hey man, you, you, you're not behind him. You have a chance to break this off threw it to the sideline and Hollywood just kept running, just kept thinking he was going to get over top and didn't. Yep. And uh, an easy interception that turns into a touchdown for the Rams that really changed the game. I mean, reading over the Rams quotes afterwards, they say that was the turning point right there because it gave us some momentum going into halftime. And obviously it was just a huge score when their offense hadn't done anything and been turning the ball over like crazy. So that that was a rough one for Huntley. But I don't I don't put that one. Honestly, I don't like put that one too much on Snoop. That one gets shared 50 50 between he and Hollywood, in my opinion. Mm. Um, so, you know, the, uh, there's some banter, you know, oh, well, what does this say? Snoop, the offense has played pretty well with Snoop. What's that say about Lamar and his off season? And there'll be a whole lot of chatter about this topic, you know, and Lamar's contract in the off season. But I, I, you know, I, I don't think that like Snoop also did enough to light the world on fire. We were like, all right, you know what? Let's just roll with Snoop moving forward, you know? Right. So anyway, we'll have a lot of time to talk about that. Uh, just, just a disappointing loss, but it's not over yet. It's not over. Okay. <laughs> Ravens still have a 3% chance of getting in. That'll be what John Harbaugh preaches to his team. He'll say, even if we barely have a chance, yeah. you want to win, you want to win. And you certainly don't want to see Ben Roethlisberger go off the M and T bank stadium field, a winner in what is most likely his last game as a pro. You can't let that guy celebrate going off. No way. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. I think that, as much as the playoffs, like there is that that thin sliver sliver of hope that they can make it if all things play play out the way that they are needed to play out. I think that bigger than that is like just the the rivalry factor, the Ben's last game factor, and mm-hmm. you just say, look, this is a game against our rival at our home stadium. Do you really want to go into the offseason having lost six straight games? Six straight games. And watching Ben, you know, ride off into the sunset with a victory on your home turf, you don't want that. You don't want that at right. all. And and I think that I'm not worried about like as we've seen here over the past month. Like this team's not going to quit. That's been well established. We've talked about that plenty of times. This team is not going to quit. John Harbaugh's going to have the team ready to play. And the Steelers, like it's not like 
you just you when you have a chance to beat your rival, you, you want to take it. And and this is a game that both teams. Is there any chance the Steelers have they officially been eliminated yet? The Steelers? Yeah. No. So, I mean, it's they're also probably going to be hanging on to a very slim playoff hope margin. Well, uh, it depends on it depends on if they win tonight against the Browns, right? Which I think they will. Uh, but whatever, we'll see. Um, and I, I just. You don't want them to clinch a potential playoff spot with all these scenarios going their direction on your home turf? Absolutely oh. not. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, so it'll be very interesting. Before we before we go, I do want to give a round of applause to Mark Andrews. Let's not forget mm. Ravens new receiving leader in franchise history. Six catches for 89 yards for Mayandrews. Yeah. I mean, just an unbelievable year. It's been fun to watch him. Uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey didn't match up one-on-one against him. I, I'd have to go back and watch the film like I always do, Garrett, meticulously. Yes. You know me. um, but from what I saw, Ramsey wasn't, like, matching up one-on-one with him a lot of the game, but Mark still led the team with 89 receiving yards. I thought it was pretty appropriate that he set the record uh, with just getting blasted in the back on a 14-yard catch that was a, a tough play to make. It was very, uh was very Mark Andrews and Todd Heap-esque, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so congrats to Mark. Well-deserved this. It's been fun to watch him emerge as not only the top tight end in the league, but a lead, a team leader this season. And that I think will carry over to next season and a lot of, a lot of very good things to come, uh, for this team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like with Mark, you know, he gets the big contract right before the season and in a year where a lot of players, unfortunately, who have, who have, perceived the big contracts just got hurt or, or weren't able to play like for Mark to go out there and play the way he did. I mean, it's almost like, man, this guy, this guy's underpaid. He's, he's playing so well. Um, yeah. You know, he gets the big contract. He lives up to it and he shows himself to be not only one of the Ravens best players, but, but maybe the best tight end in all of football. He just seems to keep maybe. getting better. Maybe. Me, yeah. The, the undoubtedly without question. Right? This season undoubtedly has been the best tight end. Yes. Oh, he has been this season. I mean, the numbers on it are clear. He's got the most receiving yeah. yards, got the most catches, he's got I think, the most touchdowns. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, this year he, he has been. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's been an absolute monster. And he just, like, he keeps elevating his game. I, that's what I love about Mark. Like, he just seems to, every single year, take his game to another level. And as we've talked about before, like, what, what, what makes it so impressive this year is that he's done it with three different quarterbacks doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball. He just continues to put up numbers. And I don't think he's showing any signs of slowing down. The guy's a beast. Total beast. Yep. Absolutely. Anyway, thanks for listening. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. I'm sure the, the mailbag this week will be full of grief. Um, we can help you but talk you through those tears. Exactly. We, we can try our best at least. <laughs> uh, and we'll be back with you later this week. Thanks for listening.